We're halfway through 2020, and 2020 is a leap year. So that makes 366 days in total. Today is July the 9th. That's Thursday, July the 9th, which is day 191 of week 28 in the year 2020, which means that by my calculations, um, 51.9% of the year remains. So 51.91% of the year remains or 175 days. Why am I talking about this? Well, because more than likely you've had goals for this year. And I know that things have been turned upside down, mine too, because of COVID-19, because of the pandemic. But that aside, are you on track to achieve your revenue goals and business goals in the time left this year? And I did this last year as well, because I think that it's a nice point at the halfway marker in the year to look back and say, am I on track to achieve my goals? And one of the reasons actually this is pertinent is right now, I'm coaching some people in the training business Facebook group and helping them with their training business. Some are starting, some are on the journey to building a training business, and I'm helping them as a training business coach. And someone actually asked me yesterday to help them with their revenue goals for 2020. And for that reason, I invited to the show someone called John Lee Dumas. You may have heard of him. He's a highly regarded uh, podcaster. And he's also author of the Amazon best-selling Freedom Journal, and he is our guest today. So today, together with John, I'm going to give you a very simple timeline for setting meaningful business goals for the next year half. 10-day sprints, quarterly reviews, and 100-day goals. This is episode 95 of the Training Business Podcast. Hey! And welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hi, my name is Mark. I'm the host of the Training Business Podcast, and this is the show for freelance trainers, for training business owners, for people like you and I out there, people all around the world who help other people through their training programs, their coaching programs, or even as training consultants. And the goal of this episode and every episode of the show is to help you to start to grow and to scale a profitable training business. So you might currently be in the thinking about phase where you're thinking about starting a training business or even recently having started a training business, you're on that journey. And if that is the case, you might like to join the brand new free private Facebook group on Facebook, of course, called Training Business. And that's a group where people just like you, it's a small group right now, so we're welcoming founder members, people just like you who are, who are currently thinking about things like logos and branding and program design and customer identification and marketing and sales. And all of this kind of stuff is the stuff that we'll be talking about and helping you with in that Facebook group. So if that's of interest to you, please look up the group on Facebook and apply to join and we'll let you in. Okay. So that group is all about community, coaching, and support. So today, as I said before the music, today's guest, and we have a guest on the show, although he's with us for a very 
brief amount of time today. His name is John Lee Dumas. He's the author of the Freedom Journal. He's a very successful podcaster in his own right. And he has some amazing guests on his show. But I've been listening to John on and off over a number of years. And I like his book, which is the Freedom Journal, which is a kind of a a guide to help you to, in fact, to help anyone to build goals and to achieve them a hundred days at a time. And I like the book so much so that I bought my mother a copy and she uses it right now. Her business is in creating handmade cards, which she sells on Etsy. And this book, she believes, has helped her with that. Not so much text as much as a kind of a structure for helping to people to achieve goals, to draw up their goals, to, you know, map them out, to create a timeline. And for this reason, I think that uh, your first 100 days is a nice goal to look at today. So I'm not really focused on 100 days in total. As I said before the music, there are 175 days left of this year, if that's correct. Let me look one more time. 175, correct, from Thursday the 9th of July 2020, which gives you plenty of time to set some big goals and to achieve them. But big making goals work, actually. Achieving goals really is all about creating goals which are achievable, which kind of makes sense. There's no point creating goals which are lofty or they're too much of a stretch goal. So we want goals which are achievable, and the way to do that is to break them down into their component parts. So next year, which is 2021, I would imagine that this technique will be quite useful because you'll take your 365 days next year, a non-leap year in 2021, and break those days down into three sets of 100 days. So if you break 100 days down again, you get something like quarterly days, so groups of 25 days. And if you break those down further, you get what we call sprints of 10 days. So let's listen to John now, and we'll explain this to you. And then I will, after John's brief talk, I will jump in and we'll talk further about this concept. John Lee Dumas, thank you for coming to the show today. It's a great time to focus on things like sprints, accountability, quarterly reviews, the importance of things like vision boards, affirmations, and setting and tracking goals. Let's just start with maybe the smallest common denominator, which is the 10-day sprints. Because, you know, you have this overarching 100-day goal, and we can kind of get to, like, why the concept of 100 days in in a little bit. But why 10-day sprints? Every time you accomplish something meaningful, whether it's big or small, you get a dopamine hit. You wake up in the morning and your goal is to lose 50 pounds and you've lost two pounds, you've accomplished something. You're moving towards your goal. We get a dopamine hit. And just like the opposite, if you've gained four pounds, you know, you feel down about yourself because you're going in the wrong direction. And we as human beings don't like to go in the wrong direction. We like to progress. So 10-day sprints are meaningful because there's something that about 10 days that you can accomplish in a meaningful amount of time. It's 10 days. You know, it's a little bit more than a week, but it's definitely less than a month. It's 10 days. You can accomplish a meaningful goal, and I like to call them micro goals, in those 10 days that are getting you closer and closer and closer to the overarching macro goal that you have. So these 10-day sprints are key. I use them in so many different assets of my life, whether it be health, wealth, um, traveling, like you fill in the blanks, a book that I'm writing, a project that I'm creating, um, you, you name it, 10-day sprints 
keep me on track, keep my finger on the pulse, while at the same time, and again, I'm kind of pulling back a little bit here, but it's important uh, to, to recognize this fact, and I love how Tony Robbins really hammers this home, so many people overestimate what they, they can do in a year, and they get down about it, but they underestimate what they can do in a decade. But let me tell you, if you wanna get done in the next decade, which you wanna get done, it's gonna start with these 10-day micro sprints. So it's a sprint, then a sprint, then a sprint. So keeping on tracking sprints. Yeah, and listen, you can take 10 days off and say, I'm not sprinting this, these 10 days because I need a break, I want a break, I'm taking a vacation, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. So it's not this continuous sprints, but when you're ready to really get something done over the next week, week and a half, you need to set up that sprint. And that's so true, because I know for myself, and, and we're speaking to training business owners out there today, freelance consultants, people who work as independent trainers, and often they're overwhelmed with, with the, the running of the business, not just being in the business, but working on the business. And I'm thinking of myself that when I know I am generating enough pipeline, it's from what I call lead generating activities or IGAs or LGAs, income generating activities. So for example, a sprint for me, John, would be something like, I'm gonna call 100 people or make 100 dials in, in the next 10 days. And that's broken down then into 10 individual days. And it's so much more manageable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we take then a couple of those sprints. We take a break between sprints. We can get a lot done in a month. What about the quarterly review? What's the idea behind that? So a lot of people, they're only looking ahead and they're just with their head down, they're sprinting ahead, they're looking ahead. And that's not a bad way to start. But once you get some early momentum, you need to be ha you need to continuously have your finger on the pulse. Now, how do you keep your finger on the pulse? That's by looking back over your shoulder and asking yourself a few questions. Hey, what is actually working? Like I know I'm making these 10 phone calls a day, but now that I'm seeing that two or three of them seem to be converting and the other six or seven aren't, what am I doing during those two to three? Like what is actually happening? What's different? What's changed? And looking back over your shoulder and seeing what's changed, seeing what's working, seeing what's not working, because maybe you just had this great idea and you're gonna say, wow, like this is gonna be the key to success. And then you sprint forward, you know, 10 day sprints for, for 100 days. So you do these 10, 10 day sprints, but then you're like, man, if just by week two or, you know, by sprint two, I could have just identified this like uh, strategy that I thought was gonna work just wasn't. And I spent 80 days essentially, eight sprints, continuing to hammer this round peg into a square hole and it's just not gonna fit. When these quarterly reviews, it allows you to take stock. Hey, what's working? Let's amplify that. Let's pour some igniter fluid on that. Hey, what's not working? Let's maybe see why it's not working and pivot, adjust, fix it, and move forward, or just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. And you can do this in so many different facets of your life. Like I love every 25 days to send out like a survey to my audience and say, hey, what do you what have you been loving recently about the show? So I can make sure that I keep those things in. Hey, and by show, I mean my podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And like, hey, what don't you like about the show? Now, when I hear one person say one bad thing about my show that they don't like, I don't take that as gospel and immediately change things. But if seven of the 25 people that I've reached out to say all similar things about it, then maybe I make and implement a change. But I'm able to do so because I'm keeping that finger on the pulse. So 10-day sprints going forward, critical to get that momentum, to have the wins, get the dopamine hit, actually make progress going forward, feel great about yourself as you should because you're accomplishing things. And the 25-day reviews 
hey, these quarterly reviews, just let's just make sure that we are heading in the right direction. Let's let's make sure that some of our assumptions are actual facts now that we have data that we can analyze. Yeah, I like the idea that you would every quarter uh, contact your audience, the people who pay the bills, the people who like, in this case, your training courses, and ask them, how am I doing? And I think many people often feel that that's inappropriate or they don't want to do it because they fear that it might reveal something uncomfortable about their brand or about the way they deliver training or courses or coaching or something like that. So that, to my mind, is, is a mindset issue. How would, you, how would you tackle mindset in 2020 when people are, you know, they've got big goals, they want to sprint, they want to uh, put something on like a vision board together, but they're reluctant to get out there and to make the calls and do the things that, that bring in the business? Until your inner game is dialed in, your outer game is not going to win. It's just not going to happen. You need to dial in your inner game. You need to be right with yourself, right with your mind. If you go to work and you've got, you know, you just are having a bad attitude, it's a bad day, you're moping about this, you're, you're internally complaining about that, and then you don't make any sales on those 10 phone calls, there's a correlation there because your inner game is reflecting that outer game every single time. It's so key for people to realize that you have to reflect on the inner game. So you've got training courses online. You've been very successful in selling those uh, courses on things like podcasting, etc. That's a huge undertaking. So if someone is thinking, let's say, putting together a course in 2020 or drumming up business in a particular industry and they're a training business owner, what, what is the concept behind 100 days of accountability with oneself that makes this goal achievable? Because that's really important to me. I think 100 days is a great number. I know that often in executive coaching, the stuff that, that I do with, with salespeople, uh, for some reason, 100 days is like a nice number to say, let's land you so you can actually take off in the business. Listen, I like accomplishing something very meaningful multiple times per year. Like if I just have one big goal once a year, I'm probably going to accomplish one big goal once a year. You know, it's just human nature. And it comes down to Parkinson's law that tasks will expand to the time allotted. That's so true. That's so a true. reality in life. Every <laughs> one of us that's ever been to university or college and we've had that big exam that's due and then we're, oh my God, I haven't even started it. So last night, oh, guess what? We magically get it done. And you're like, I thought that was going to take me weeks. Well, no, it would have taken you weeks if you started it weeks ago, but lo and behold, you had a day, so you did it. So let's have a smart goal, a specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-bound goal. Now, attainable is the A, is the word for the A in there, which is key. What's an attainable goal in those 100 days? And now after those 100 days, you can be like, okay, like I'm still, you know, I, I just started Q2 of 2020 and I just, at, on day 100, and I've already accomplished this one big goal. I still got one or two more big goals I, I get to accomplish this year, if not three or four. I mean, this is a really exciting thing for people to recognize that you can really reach big milestones on a continuous basis. And for me, you know, I just try to keep things simple. Like, let's not complicate things. 100 days, you can break those out into four quarterly reviews, day 25, 50, 75, and 100. You can break those down into 10, 10-day 10 sprints. Like, let's not try to get cute. Like, there's no some, like, magical number behind 100 or 90 or every quarter of this or every quarter of that. It's just like, it works. It's a process. Let's do it. Let's implement. Let's focus. And to kind of maybe step back, and this isn't a question that you asked, but I was thinking about it as you were talking about people creating courses and stuff. Let me just leave people with this on, on their plates when they're thinking about courses and what training they need to come up with. Don't overcomplicate things. You need to create the best solution 
to a real problem of your ideal client. If you can do that, you're going to win. So taking what John has just outlined there, he was on the show very briefly today because he had a call to go to. Um, So not very long as an interview, but John gave me and gave us, you and I, some very helpful ideas. If we break a year down into three sets of 100 days, arguably that's 365 days. Now, I'm not saying that we have goals running for 365 days. That, to my mind, is a long stretch. So if we make it more manageable by saying, let's take three sets of 100 days and put the 65 days aside for things like holidays and for recalibration and for research and other things, but let's just focus on 100 days per goal, which gives you three goals per year, and you break those down into quarterly reviews, you have effectively 100 days to achieve what we'll call a goal, okay? Or macro goals, you know, goals which make up a year. You take each 100 days and you break those down into quarterly reviews. So we have, therefore, 25, 50, 75, and 100 days. So one more time, 100 days is broken down into 25, 50, 75, and 100 days. Is that clear? Great. So each of those is a milestone, a milestone. So each group of 25 days is a block. Now, you could break those down further into groups of 10. So we could say 10 days. You might say, well, hang on a sec. If we take two-day sprints, why are we not you know, having this review at 20 days? Well, the reason is, you want, or, or you know, 30 days. Well, the reason is you want to allow time to have what's called a retrospective. The idea of a review or a retrospective comes from the world of Scrum or Agile Project Management, which is something I'm qualified in. And the reason I'm qualified in that is because it helps me when working with sales teams, specifically in tech companies. So if you break that number down, and you can play with the numbers if you like, but a nice block of manageable quarters are literally quarters. So 25-day blocks, 25, 50, 75, and 100. So one goal of 100 days is broken down into four separate checkpoints or milestones. It's like pulling the car over to the side of the road and saying, how are we doing? Check the engine, check me, mental health, check um, results so far, check what um, my customers think I've achieved. You're breaking your reviews down into manageable parts. So every goal is not just 100 days running, because that's a long race. Instead, you have 10-day sprints. So here's an example. Let's say I say that um, my goal for this 100 days is going to be to build a new website for my training business. Okay, fine. Let's make this manageable. So I say that there are arguably eight, nine, maybe 10 steps to get my website together. One, logo. Two, the WordPress uh, theme, if I'm using WordPress. Three, it could be the copy on the page. 
Four, it could be the About Us page. Five could be the contact form. Six could be videos. Seven could be a landing page. Eight could be some lead magnets or PDFs that people could download. Do you get the idea? So you're kind of breaking the goal of a website in 100 days, which is achievable, into 10-day sprints. So that gives you 10 days to get the logo done, 10 days to get the the WordPress theme taken care of, 10 days to put up your copy, that's the text for your website pages, 10 days to get some kind of PDF which people can download in exchange for their email address. You get the idea. So you've got 10 parts to your goal. It doesn't mean that your goals always have to have 10 parts. It just means that 10 is a nice number. So I give myself 10 days to get this thing done. And then I look back and say, how did that go? Or I could do two groups of 10-day sprints. That's 20 days. And then I look back and I have my review. So John likes the idea of quarterly reviews, but you could arguably have a review after every two sprints. So first two sprints, 20 days. Next two sprints, 40 days. Next two sprints would be 60. Next two sprints, 80. Next two sprints, 100. That's your goal complete. So by the end of 100 days, you have your website. You have 10-day sprints focused on one task only. Think of the word focus. Follow one course until success. And then when you've done two sprints, you stop, pull the handbrake into the side of the road and say, how did those goals go? What did I learn? What results have I achieved? When you're clear on that, you get back on the car and you focus on the next sprint, then another sprint. And once again, you pull your car into the side of the road and you have your retrospective or review. So it's a bit like checking the the map. You don't just keep going. You pull into the garage refuel the tank, check the map, get back on the road. So every, arguably every 25 days or 20 days, up to you, have a retrospective. Pull in, where am I going? What have I achieved? What can I be proud of? And what could I do differently? So a couple of questions there. What have I achieved? What have I done well can be proud of? And what should I do differently? Now, as John said, your focus on your goals, and your goals, by the way, can be distinct. They don't have to be all the same. So we could have three goals in one calendar year. But the the sprints are all the building blocks of making that one goal. So you could have multiple goals in one year. Why the power of three? Why three goals maximum? I think three is a nice manageable number. But the goal of each goal, or the outcome of each of those 100-day goals is to, as John said, create the best solution to a real problem that your ideal client has that will be solved in that goal. So the goal of the goal is to create the best solution to a real problem that an ideal client for your training business has that will be achieved by the outcome of that goal. So in English, it's a way of saying very simply, look after the pennies and the pounds will look after themselves. If you focus your goals on things that will have a real outcome, a measurable outcome will solve a problem for a business through your training. And that is someone who will pay you for helping them achieve their goal. That's going to lead to 
success for you, for your training business. So if you look after enough of those 10-day sprints, the, the bigger goals, the 100-day goals, will look after themselves. So if you think of the word scent, C-E-N-T, sense, scent is the French word or the Latin word for 100, cent, scent equals 100. So that's a nice number. If you focus on achieving a goal within 100 days, which is manageable, most of us, most of the time, try and do too much. We focus on, you know, 360 days, or we try and rush too many things into 10 days. Give yourself a nice runway so you can actually land and take off. So give yourself enough runway so you can land and take off. And another reason that 100 is a nice number is because, well, it fits into a year, doesn't it? You've got three groups of 100 days, which if you leave the 65 remaining days aside for holidays and, and weekends and family things or, or breaks or learning or other activities, I think you have the bones of a good year. So three goals, 100 days each, broken down into 10 day sprints, 10 stretches of 10 days, with enough time aside, however you work this out, to give you time to review and maybe change your approach. So it's always important to take breaks. No athlete runs a marathon nonstop. They they time it and break it down into stages where they're faster, perhaps in particular stretches, and slower in others. Okay, this is not a race, it's a marathon. So give yourself time. And in those 65 days over, which are left over, I want you to find time throughout the year to have a mental break. And this is very important. Things are you know, difficult right now, it's important that your mindset is right, that you're looking after your mental health, that you're finding time to consider the effects of the business on you as well as the effects of you on the business. Think about that. This is your business. And if you're freelance, if you're a trainer, more than likely you are the business, unless you have a team around you who support you in that business, more than likely you are the business. In which case, if the business is not successful, it's possibly because you are unsuccessful. And often that's down to health reasons, physical or mental or something else. So it's really key here that you are at top level, that you have time to yourself away from work. And that's a mistake I've made in the past, big mistake. You need time away from work so that you can find time to work on yourself as well as on the business. And this kind of brings us to something else that John mentioned today, which is the idea of the mindset behind goals. This is the theory of your inner game determining your outer game. And this isn't John's idea. This idea of the inner game, this is a phrase borrowed from a guy called Timothy Galway, who used to be captain, he was captain of the Harvard University tennis team. And in the 1970s, a long time ago, he wrote a book called The Inner Game of Tennis, which of course, by its name, had an application only to the game of tennis. But Timothy was quite surprised how this book resonated with people who did not play tennis. So he came up with a version of the book aimed at the world of business or goal setting. So The Inner Game suggests that the way you feel about yourself, the way you feel about your products, your services, your training business, the way you talk to yourself about these things, this will have 
an effect on the outer game. The outer game, of course, being what people see when they experience you, when they talk to you, when they buy from you. So the inner game is the mindset. It's the thing inside of you that no one else hears, but you hear and has a direct correlation with the success of your outer game. Let me explain to you. Let's imagine that you're unsure about your pricing or you're unsure about your product. You're unsure about the quality of your training. Inevitably, this will spill out somewhere. This will come across to people either in the classroom or at the time you're sitting in someone's office or on the phone with them, convincing them to take the next step with you in your training business. So it's really important that your mental, your mindset, your inner game, what you tell yourself, what you believe to be true about your training business, your coaching, the quality of what you give other people in exchange for money that you believe that is the best possible thing it can be. Not perfect, perfect does not exist, but that you believe you are doing a great job delivering value for people who are willing to pay the price in exchange for that value. That's really key. So what I'm really focusing on right now in a difficult time, which is COVID time in July 2020, you could be listening to this in the future, it's the mindset reminding myself of things which... I have things which are working for me, reminding myself of the fact that other people have said to me what I do for them in terms of training and coaching is valuable. So that kind of helps to extinguish the doubt, which always, always plagues us. Everyone I speak to, even the top people, have a niggling, you know, hidden source of doubt. It's like a tiny voice which is always there in the background and now and again throws a stone in your shoe. And you go, why do I sometimes just feel like I'm lacking confidence? I have no idea why. Yesterday, I really performed well. And today, for some reason, same course, same people, I'm now feeling a little bit, you know, unsure of myself or unsure of what I'm saying, unsure of what I'm doing. And inevitably, people will pick up on this. So it's really important now, you might as well do it halfway through the year to start look, looking at your inner game, your mindset. What is the, the mindset behind you, which is, of course, the mind behind the business. You are the business very often. People listening to the show, in my experience from communication with listeners like you, tell me that um, you listen to the show because I'm speaking to you one-to-one. Very often, you are the training business. So your mindset effectively determines the success of your business because it determines the success of you. So I would take time to, you know, in your 65 days or even in your quarterly reviews throughout the year, take time to pull into the side of the road, recalibrate, um, redesign things if necessary, get some coaching, maybe take a break, go lie on the beach, which is what I'm hoping to do in two weeks' time, uh, and just get some real headspace, clarify things. Where am I right now? What's going on? What's not working well? What is working well? What can I do differently? So this is really important that you find the time to have this conversation with yourself. Very often you can have it with other people and get their feedback, but it's important to have that time out to recalibrate and to get back on the road. And some of the reading I'm doing right now is helping me with this. Um, there's a book I'm reading right now called Psycho-Cybernetics. That's Psycho-Cybernetics. And this was written by someone called Maxwell Maltz back in the 1960s. This book inspired people like Tony Robbins. So I believe it's, um, yeah, it's got some uh, 
provenance. It's got some um, credence. I have read the reviews and people have recommended this to me and I can say it's helping. So let me leave you with three things and it's this. Number one, have clarity, have a goal. Ideally, have more than one goal. You could have one big, hairy, scary goal and you could have, alternatively, you could have three goals. So have one goal or have three small goals or have one big goal and break them down into three sub goals. Different ways you can do this. Okay, I call that conceive. So conceive of the thing you want, clarify it, describe it, write it down, imagine it, picture it, believe it's there. Number two is to believe in that goal, which is to see it, to rehearse it. And this is what Timothy Galway or Galway calls the inner game, the idea of playing that game before you actually play the game. And this is why in his tennis coaching, Timothy explained the concept of playing the game, playing the strokes, imagining hitting the ball where you want the ball to land before you actually pick up the racket in reality. So you're kind of playing the inner game. And this is what top sports psychologists do with their clients. They help them to run the race before they actually run the race. They help them to hit that um, that golf ball, you know, 260 yards before they actually hit that golf ball. They help them to imagine themselves running that race, passing the baton to someone else if they're running some kind of uh, relay. But it's having that, you know, imagined movie, that imagined movie, which plays out all the scenarios and, of course, the feeling that you have when you're having those conversations. And what um, some psychologists call, including, uh, I think it was Amy, Amy, it'll come back to me, but um, I'll follow this up in the Facebook group, but uh, Amy Cuddy, that's it. Amy Cuddy talked about evaluative situations. These are situations when you and I both feel we're under the microscope. People are looking at us, looking at the way we deliver, the way we talk, how we present ourselves. We're being judged. And often that's uncomfortable. So when your inner game is confident, it stands to reason that your outer game will be inspired, that you will actually perform when you're teed up mentally to perform well. The third part then is to receive. So when you conceive, you have that goal. When you believe in that goal, you rehearse that goal before you actually put the pen to paper or start delivering. You're playing this mentally. The third thing is to receive. This is where you now take action. You break down that goal into the steps. In this case, in case of today's episode, it's 100 days, breaking it down into 10 actionable stretches or sprints of 10 days. And what I like to do is, at the end of those 10 days, give myself a small reward. So if I said to you, you've got to keep running for um, 100 miles, that would seem a long, long way. And it's true. That's an ultra marathon. If I said to you, though, run for 10 miles, okay, it could be a lot of, of miles to run, but it's still more manageable, isn't it, than running, than running 100 miles nonstop. So I'd like you to break down those big goals you have into many achievable parts. Today is July 7th, as I'm recording. As you're listening to this, it's possibly July 9th, Thursday, July 9th, which is when the episode comes out or some date in the future. 
you have time left this year. So right now, after this episode, I want you to go back to your goals that you had at the beginning of this year, see how you broke them down into component parts. Where are you in relation to those goals? Are you tracking to those goals? And now if you find that some of the goals were perhaps too ambitious, that's okay. I've had that problem too. Go back to the drawing board now. As John said, focus on creating the best solution to a real problem for your ideal training business client. And that is your goal for the next 100 days. Break that down into 10 further micro goals. I gave you examples early on of 10 days and set aside time for you to pull into the side of the road, figuratively speaking, and recalibrate. Take a break, give yourself a reward, check with other people, interview clients, get some feedback. And then when you've got that mental game, the inner game lined up for the next stretch, sprint, or next goal, then you get back on the road again. It's July 7th. You're listening to this on July 9th or in the future. You have time. We're just gone past or nearly at the halfway mark. You have time. So get going, get achieving, get training, get selling. You can do it. Thanks to you, my listeners, for taking time out of your day this week to listen to this episode of the Training Business Podcast. You have some great ideas. And thank you to a listener, Lucy, for suggesting today's topic, which is all about goal setting. It's a nice time because it coincides with what John Lee Dumas, my guest today, said on the show. And of course, it chimes nicely with the fact that we're halfway through or just about to be halfway through the year. A nice time to take stock and to review So please keep these suggestions coming. You've got some great ideas. So do I, but I like your ideas. Any suggestions you have for content or topics, challenges, problems, these are the kinds of things I would like to talk about on this episode. So please mail me at mark at trainingbusiness.com. Maybe you've got some favorite business authors or kinds of topics you want to hear about. Fantastic. If it's related to the training business, to your training business, I do want to hear from you. And I do want to hear your suggestions. So mail me today, mark at trainingbusiness.com. I read and reply personally to your emails. There's a fresh episode of the Training Business Podcast next Thursday. Until then, look after yourself and your loved ones. Take care. Bye for now. once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Go to trainingbusiness.com and subscribe right now to be notified of great competitions, upcoming VIP episodes, and amazing special offers to help you succeed in your training business. See you next time.